Hit my music! Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. You are now listening to the SMC Wrestling Podcast with your boys, the smart, Caleb Baldwin, the mark, Carl Irvin, and the contrarian, Rance Morris. Believe in the pod. What's happening, everybody? Uh, the Outsiders have taken over SM- the SMC podcast for today. It's your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. We are without our dear uh, brother, Caleb, today. Uh, overnight's our bitch, but you know what? He making that he's making that money, that guap. But uh, it's just me and your boy Carl. Was Carl was going down? Not much, man. Uh, shout out to Caleb because I know he's trying to save up money for our this WrestleMania trip. So uh, let the man work and make all that all the money he can. So we'll try to do uh, we'll try to do our best without him. I think we've got a pretty good show plan, so it should be awesome. If you have never read either me or Carl over our six, seven years writing at Lords of Pain. We do a column together called The Outsider's Edge. Uh, and it's pretty interesting. So you're kind of going to get that in audio, firm, audio form tonight. So I think you guys will like it. Uh, we're a little different. We're a little, uh, we lean a little more to the contrarian side. But uh, yeah, man, let's give it a go. We had to do this because so much has happened in the past seven days. Uh, this was actually supposed to be our award show. You'll get that later. Right now, we got to get to some important business. And first on the docket is Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega have apparently had the greatest build in the history of builds, in the history of wrestling, in the history of the world, in the history of the galaxy. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Lead them in. Let them know. Uh, give them the deets. And then we can kind of kind of talk about it here because I think we'll have some interesting stuff to say. I've already gotten into one argument about it. <laughs> so, I've, I've been keeping my mouth shut for numerous reasons, but on this situation specifically for this. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to show my hand, you know, if you're a poker player. Everybody in the, everybody, if you're a wrestling fan, I doubt you're listening to this podcast if you're not a wrestling fan. If you are listening to this podcast, you're not a wrestling fan. Thank you. But, uh, Everybody pretty much knows that Chris Jericho has signed a one-match deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling to wrestle the cleaner Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Championship at Wrestle Kingdom uh, in a couple weeks, actually. Um, The build was different. They had a a quote-unquote Twitter war. They're both from Winnipeg. Uh, Jericho's best friend for 25 years, Don Callis, who also is from Winnipeg, is the uh, United States uh, color commentator for New Japan who has had the biggest heart on for Kenny Omega over the past, I don't know, months, six months, maybe a year. Uh, so the little Winnipeg Triangle is kind of interesting, but um, Jericho showed up after Power Struggle, I want to say, is the show. Forgive me, I don't watch New Japan regularly, where he beat Beretta, uh, Omega did, and challenged Omega to the match. Alpha versus Omega. All right, cool. Interesting, different. You know, Kenny's done everything there is to do in New Japan. Uh, except hold the main belt. But, you know, cool. Jericho started in Japan. Always wanted to go back. This is a, a big match for New Japan for the Westerners to, 
you know, take notice. Everybody in in America or the Western world knows Chris Jericho. We all are starting to know who Kenny Omega is. Most of us believe Kenny Omega is the best worker in the world. Let's do this, right? Well, yeah. after his match, uh, I don't even know who to do with wrestling, to be honest with you. Uh, but after his match at uh, one of the World Tag League shows, uh, the lights go off. Jericho, of course, has to have a countdown in his, in his video. Uh, comes on and Jericho has another video thinking it's just going to be a video uh, talking about Omega and what he's going to do to him in uh, Tokyo at the Tokyo Dome and lights go out lights come back on and Jericho's behind Kenny Omega Jericho proceeds to beat the fuck out of Kenny Omega a non-Jericho like beat down like the punches weren't limp like Jericho was going at it it was a really good really good uh Really good spot, you know. Uh, he hits fitting, him with the belt. Fitting for their how they do the strong style. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, Jericho was snug, to use a, a business term. Um, he hits him with the IWGP US belt uh, and Omega Blades, of course, and the color. A lot of people are happy to see the color, the blood. Uh, and you know, Kenny is so good at everything he does. He. He, Kenny sold the code breakers like he got shot in the face. It was really, really good work. The interesting part is Jericho walks out like he's done. He he beats up the ref and a young boy. <laughs> so sorry for them guys. <laughs> and he walks away. The young boys are trying to move him away. Red shoes, the ref is trying to move him away. And uh, Don Callis comes in the ring. Don Callis is screaming the whole time. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, Comes in the ring, check on Kenny, because as I just described, since Jericho is semi-retired and, you know, is a podcaster and a rock star and a TV host and all everything, right? And a, and apparently a ship captain now. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of a, he's kind of adopted Kenny Omega, right? Comes in the ring, check on Kenny. Jericho comes back in the ring and proceeds to cold break the fuck out of Don Callis. They've been best friends 25 years. Right. In fact, the day after that happened, they had a podcast together that they recorded. So, you know, with Lance Storm killing the town. So right. it's just, uh, so it was a, it was a Jericho. It was good to see Jericho actually show up, fly out to Japan for angle um, and put some heat on a few that most everybody who's, who's interested in new Japan dealings, would be to put some more heat on that. Afterwards, you know, one one of the things I like about New Japan that I that I really enjoy is they always have a press conference that kind of fits in with the sport theme uh, that they have. Uh, Omega gets interviewed first, and he leaves. A few minutes after that, Jericho comes in to get interviewed. Omega comes back in and beats the hell out of and tries to beat the hell out of Jericho. <laughs> Jericho throws the whole fucking table at Omega. <laughs> and it's hilarious because he hit the shit out of him with the table. And then Jericho proceeds to cut a Jericho as pro- promo with actual cuss words because you can cuss over there. They don't know what the fuck we're saying anyway. Uh and uh yeah, so apparently this is the greatest his- this is the greatest angle in the history of angles. Well uh, yeah. <laughs> let me know what you think. Yeah, I will. Um so first of all, I've I've been from the beginning, I've been all aboard this whole thing. Like, I think it's a good thing for New Japan. I think it's, uh, you know, a cool deal for the people who watch it over here, especially. I think it's special for the people who watch it over there because you're getting something kind of different. 
than what they're accustomed to. Um, so I, I enjoy the the Twitter back and forth in the beginning. I enjoyed the uh, the video that started all this, the Alpha Omega thing. Um, I like this segment. I think it's I think Jericho being Jericho um, did what he did, and he adapted to the style. Like you said, you know, he gave him some. It looked a little bit more brutal, you know, because that's kind of how he they started do it. over there. Remember. He started over there for the record. Like when he was first starting, he was wrestling in Japan a lot. So he knows the style. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, but I, like I was saying, it's just, it was, he knows the style and he didn't like revert to WWE style necessarily. He's, he went, he's so good at, like we've said it many times, he's not really reinventing himself necessarily, but he's real good in, at, at doing what you're supposed to do correctly uh, to make it, you know, appease that specific fan base or whatever Jericho's always been a master one of the best to ever do it period um so this you know the whole thing is really good and I I did I've enjoyed it and it's it's a it's been a small amount of build and they've done a good job with it um but like as I said before I've already kind of gotten into a little argument and part of this stemmed from something I saw online where someone had said hey in three segments Jericho and Omega have a better build than anything WWE did all year. And Hold I on. take issue with that. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I had to laugh first. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. That's fine. Um, that's hilarious. I take issue with it. And it's not, it's not because I'm not, I have a problem with Jericho and Omega. As a matter of fact, it really doesn't have anything to do with Jericho and Omega as much as it has to do with just, we're just essentially saying that WWE's done nothing good all year long, basically. Absolutely. Uh, at first, it, it, the first the argument when I kind of started getting into it, someone was trying to tell me, well, name something that WWE has done in three segments that's been better. And I said, well, first of all, hold on now, because that's not what we're, what we're saying. What's being said is that in three segments, Jericho and Omega have done better than anything WWE has done, period, all year long. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I can think of anything off the top of my head that WWE's done in three segments that was as good that has been as interesting as this. Okay, so some more Joe and Brock Lesnar. But that's fine. But I'm just I'm just saying I'm not like you can argue that if you want to. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't have, I have not, no problem that's not the with point. that. But the point that's not is, the point of your argument. Yeah. there's been a lot of good things that have happened in WWE, and whether we're choosing to forget or we're just so enamored with the fact that it's Jericho versus Omega that. You know, we just don't care. We're not going to listen to what anybody has to say. I, I have a problem with that because let me just kind of go back from the beginning of the year. Uh, the first thing I brought up was Roman and Braun, who, in my opinion, had the feud of the year this year. Feud of the year, absolutely. Uh, that's I mean, that's and once again, and I just want to preface this, okay? Because wrestling is very subjective. You, we're all entitled to our opinions, okay? I have no problem with sure. this. I have no problem sure. with whatever anybody wants to say. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is that. For me personally, I'm not going to say that that this this feud and it's in a little amount of time that it's been building has been better than anything WWE has done all year. Because first of all, we're not done with this feud. You know, there's still a match to be had. Uh, there's you know, there's a lot of things there. Uh, so first, you know, Roman and Braun was the first thing I got into, and then it was well, they needed gimmick matches to sell this feud, and maybe, but hey, that's like I said in the quote unquote. What I said was. I don't care if Braun Strowman scales the Empire State Building with Renee Young in his gorilla hands. As long as it's interesting, I don't care if it's a gimmick or not. I don't care because and, the and, point is for it to be interesting. And let's you know also I mean? remember that the, it started off 
with the regular singles match. And the only reason there were gimmick matches was because the things were so violent they couldn't right. have just regular one on one matches. Right. It just sort so of had the match at Fast Lane, I guess, was like they may have had one on Raw prior. I, I, there, there was there was a whole lot of matches, you know, and it started out in singles competition, like you said, that's correct. And so moving on from that, I went with, you know, how about the Usos on the New Day, right? Yes. They had one of the best feuds of the year, in my opinion, as well. We, we talked with the rap battles, not only the rap battles, but the actual matches in the ring were outstanding. Yeah, I mean, in particular, yes. I mean, all of that stuff was really good. And really, and so that was kind of when I, when I was realizing this, people don't want to hear about these long drawn out builds here they're they're wanting me to give him something that happened quickly and the very next thing i went to was joe and lesnar because that was one of the few feuds where one lesnar looked remotely human in recent memory vulnerable yes and 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 two joe actually got the better of him pretty good i mean there was legitimate thought there for a second that joe might win that title and so i thought in a short amount of time joe and lesnar with Heyman's help of course made it a really good small feud because it was kind of like a filler feud that was in between, you know, what Lesnar's been doing with this short amount of dates. Every feud almost seems like a filler feud with Brock. You know what I mean? So for the short amount of time that he was there, they made it work better than really I thought Braun has with anybody else, Um, even with the exception of uh, not even Braun, really, because the match with Braun to me was underwhelming. So, But even the match with Joe I thought was pretty good. I thought it. You really thought that Joe just slipped and didn't win the title. It was just too quick. Yeah, yeah it was just too quick. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing. The end game here is, you know, it's a good build for Jericho and Omega, but how's the match going to be, right? Like, and I'm not saying they couldn't put on a classic. I mean, Omega's like you said, yeah, that's is, probably the least concern of of, of uh, all of us because Omega can wrestle me right now with only taking one real bump in the ring, right? And we'll have a three and a half star match, right. you know. So we'll, we'll so see what happens that's, there. That's the least of the concern of us. But you're absolutely right. So let let let, let me give the listeners some context. Because uh, I don't want us, people are going to come out and listen to this and they're going to label us as haters. Well, first and foremost, let's say this. Both of us are enjoying the feud. Okay? Let's not make it misconstrued that we don't like what's happening. I am very, I, I'm not going to speak for you because I know you speak for yourself. I am very much enjoying this feud. I've already been on record of saying that I'm going to subscribe to New Japan World on the first of the year, and I'm going to buy Wrestle Kingdom so that we'll review it. It's SMC, me, Caleb, and Josh from Keeping a Strong Style. Uh, we're going to review it on the podcast. So I'm behind the feud, number one. Number two, I don't want anybody to think that, uh, you know, we're just caping for WWE here. What we're saying is that it bothers me that people are so either, either so fans rather, are either so jaded with WWE, which, you know, I, I can understand to a, to a point or are so against WWE that, uh, that anytime something good happens, Anywhere else in wrestling, it gets automatically elevated because it didn't happen in Titan Towers. And I got a problem with that because all I ask is for is objectivity and honesty, right? If you're going to be honest about your bias, then be honest about your bias. I don't like WWE. Cool. You'll never, ever hear a criticism from me if you say that. 
But nobody, nobody has the gumption to say that, right? All I want you to do is be honest. So when somebody comes out and says, this has been in three weeks, this has been, or however long it's been, uh, three segments, this has been the best build, uh, a better build than anything WWE's had all year. That's ludicrous. That's absolutely ludicrous. It ain't even been the, it might not, it, it's been a good build, it's been a really good build, but it might not be the best build for the damn uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Naito and Okada wrestled three Wrestle Kingdoms ago. That's well, a I three-year yeah. story. Here's the thing, I mean, like, you, like you said, you kind of put it best. Like, nobody's caping for WWE. And, and if anybody, like, we don't have Caleb here today, and he definitely wouldn't cape for WWE anyway. But me, not at all. I'm not, I'm never caping for WWE. I, I prefer them. They're the, like I've said a million times, it's the most accessible to me. But, you know, Rance would be the first one to tell you, I don't watch Raw SmackDown Live. I, I mean, I probably could if I really, really wanted to, but I don't really get the opportunity. And when I do go back and watch it, I skip through a lot of stuff. I do like Rance is probably the only one of the three of us that really watches through. Okay. So I have no like reason to cape. I want good wrestling everywhere because I think that's good for everybody. Um, that's just, I mean, that's a personal opinion. So I don't have a problem, but my, my issue just comes with the hyperbole, you know, like, I mean, just this idea that Jericho and Omega is already the greatest thing that's happened this year. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like we haven't seen the lights go out in an arena and then come back on and someone was standing behind their opponent. We've seen especially this before. A re- especially a returning. That's, that's, that's the beginning of every Bray Wyatt feud. Right, right. You so this, I mean? this like this isn't like, and you know the funny thing is like six months a year ago there were a lot of these same people that are all about this that were talking about how washed up Jericho was. He's lost yep. a step, this, that, and the other before now, he got the list. Yeah. Now, granted, he still got credit for being the great personality that he has and always probably will be. So I'm not hating there. Okay, so don't get me wrong, but th- this is this is the reality, folks. Like. I think everybody just it's everybody's in the moment on things. And because Omega is probably uh, at least in terms of Japan and for us that are a little bit more hardcore that don't just only or that aren't only aware of WWE Omega might be the biggest name next to maybe AJ Styles, like in terms of beloved guy in wrestling, you know what I'm saying? And so I think because I think because it's Omega, this is getting extra love that really, I mean, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I got no beef with either of these guys. I just don't get it. Like, I don't really understand. I mean, so it's hard for me to explain. I don't really have much else to say because I'm just. I think I've said what I want to say. Like, it feels like we're just we're just going overboard because of who it is, as opposed well, to looking at it objectively and saying, okay, what's well, this, this? These segments, these kind of segments, do happen. You know what I mean? Well, fans in mass have no objectivity to begin with. You know what I mean? People, people, people individually are smart as hell. People in groups are stupid. That's no just doubt. a fact of life. But I, I do want to say this, and we can move on after this. I do want to say that um, when we when this, when the match was first announced, and you can go back if if I if you ever think that that I'm lying or I'm saying something that isn't true, go back and listen to the old episodes of the SMC podcast. It's all there on Podbean. When it first came out. The first thing I said about it was, I think it'll be a really interesting match. I love the dynamic between the two, but the problem I have with it is 
everything that I've been told about New Japan by all the people who watch New Japan, all the supporters, all the fans, all the people who dislike WWE and have moved to the New Japan or any of any of the any of the sort. Everything I've been told about New Japan is it's more about the in-ring product, right? The story there there are stories, of course there is. It's it's pro wrestling, but the the whole point, the focus is in-ring product. Hell, that's why there's so many tournaments, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, Jericho, and me and you, uh, we wrote a, a column a couple of years ago where we were uh, counting down the 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 total the the total the best total pro wrestlers by like all the different criteria like grappling and so Jericho was number one or was we both agree might be the greatest uh, total pro wrestler of all time if you if you include uh, personality and charisma and Mike Seals into it. You remember that? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. So this is no diss to Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho is not who he used to be. Chris Jericho is in ring right now is mediocre to good. Right? right. He's not great. And he's he is a step behind. And that is not a, that is not a diss or admonition on Chris Jericho. The man is in his mid to late 40s and his focus isn't on wrestling Monday through Friday every, anymore, which it shouldn't be. He's made millions of dollars and done great things. Enjoy your life. So but I just felt the hypocrisy of the fans to have a match that's straight out of Vince McMahon's book. Everything about this match is a Vince McMahon storyline. Right, Everything, yeah, right? right? Sure. Everything. So to to New Japan, to New Japan, Chris Jericho is a celebrity. He's not a wrestler. He's a celebrity to them, right? Sure. So this is this is this is not hyperbole. This is fact. He's not a he's not a current pro wrestler. And we know he can wrestle, but he is a celebrity, no different than The Rock was when he came back. The Rock wasn't a wrestler when he came back. He was a celebrity until he proved he could wrestle again. Jericho ain't wrestled in New Japan or in the country of Japan in twenty years, right? So you have effectively you have a celebrity coming back to challenge the top. Well. The second guy, top guy in the company, the top Gajan or American, not not or foreigner rather, in the company. Okay, he starts the feud by beefing with them over social media. He shows up after one of his matches, after a title defense, on the on the Tron to challenge him. Then he flies out and attacks him, and beats everybody up around, and then they fight in the backstage area. That's Vince McMahon. Right. Well, you know, well, just real quick, and I'm kind of, we're going to got to move on, but like, um, just to be clear, I want to make sure, I don't want anybody to misconstrue what you're saying. This is not a dig at New Japan because what New Japan no. is doing here is trying something different, which I absolutely. Applaud. Me I'm too. Cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, behind, behind the angle. Exactly. Different. Uh, yes. But what's being said here is don't, we can't be like, okay, well, this is. This is this is like I mean it's so WWE in its presentation, other than the fact that they can cuss at each other or maybe make each other <laughs> bleed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's very much a WWE presentation, and so you know, and, and I would imagine, and I I don't know how much, I don't know much about Omega prior to New Japan. Uh, well, you, you know, he was with uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. 
Okay. He, it wasn't it was Florida or Deep South. There wasn't OVW, but he was signed to WWE for about a year until him and Demott had issues and he asked for his release. Okay. Well, what, what I'm getting at though is I would imagine that a lot of the way this story has been written was done with Jericho's mind. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel oh, like absolutely. the way they're doing this is probably a Jericho, mo- now Jericho Omega collaboration, but I feel like it's mostly Jericho bringing ideas into this. And that's not to d- any disrespect to Omega. No, no. Uh, Jericho's laid out the build. Omega's going to lay out the match. That's That was kind of the agreement between the two. So with that being said, I, it's probably time to move on, but I, with that being said, just let's let's try and chill with the hyperbole on some of this stuff, okay? It's been cool and it's been fun. All right? But I'm not ready to go overboard. So you can well, enjoy it, yeah. and it doesn't have to be the greatest thing ever, too. Right, right. And 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 again, quote me on this. You'll see me right after Wrestle Kingdom. You will hear you will hear a podcast. I, you will hear the review. If they come out and wrestle a five, or since there's apparently more than five star matches now, if they wrestle something five or more, I'll be the first person to say that I was wrong. Right. I'll be glad to because all I want is for good things to happen. Yeah, it's on it's on record, folks. It's on record. So yeah. let's move on, man. Um, so we move. We talk. We talked about something fairly controversial to something legitimately controversial. So uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey is has been in talks uh, with signing with WWE, and this has been something that we've known that was going to happen for ever. Really, really, if we're being honest, ever since Holly Holm not the fuck out of her. Well, not um, even that. Just considering the fact that Ronda is a WWE fan, eventually when she was done with UFC, it was probably going to happen anyway. Absolutely, so, and why not? Why, yeah, exactly. why, why wouldn't she come? Um, but so she she hasn't signed the dotted line that we know of yet. But it's, I think that's inevitable. But uh, everybody's favorite retired porn star Mia Khalifa uh, has some thoughts about that. Yeah. So. Uh, Complex News has a show called Out of Bounds. With uh, it's a sports show, sports talk show with Mia Khalifa and Gilbert Arenas, and it's actually pretty entertaining. I don't listen to it all the time because I'm really not a fan of Mia Khalifa. She really annoys the hell out of me. Um, but they were talking about it, and on there, she was like disgusted that uh, Ronda Rousey would even degrade herself to sign with that wrestling group, uh, saying that she would that, that basically she. She's degrading her legacy for some for some spandex, and yeah, you know, you know how we are as a community, bro. We uh we lit her up. Hurricane in general lit her up, basically making fun of her porn star, uh, past, and she wasn't a porn star very long. But let's say this: I, I don't, I, I'm, I under the climate is very, very uh, sensitive right now, so I don't want this to come off as me making fun of or shaming Mia Khalifa because I don't know the lady. I wish her all the well and the best of her endeavors. But Mia Khalifa is a woman who got popular because of porn and stayed popular because she would uh, try to seduce uh, sport NBA players or sports players through her Twitter. And then once she, the private messaging, and once she got them to say disparaging things, she would make fun of them and put their, their business out there. That is legitimately the reason she got famous. And she's a real big sports fan. A very, very big and knowledgeable sports fan, which is why she got the show. But um, first, Ronda signed with WWE. What do you think, uh, what do you think about her, her possibly signing? And what do you think 
she's going to end up doing is she's going to have a Brock Lesnar schedule. She's going to actually, you know, run the roads. And two, what do you think about the Mia Khalifa thoughts and how it affects the whole perception of Ronda signing and wrestling in general? Like, do people still think this about wrestling? The Rock just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. Today. Well, I, th- I think this, let's first let's get, touch on Rousey here. Um, I, like, I, I think, like we kind of said, it was inevitable because we've seen her at a WrestleMania before. Yes, Judo throwing the shit out of Triple H. Right. He sold that, like, yeah, yeah. bomb dropped on him. Yes. He he loves to do that these days. Um, yes, absolutely. So um, we've seen her in a WWE ring before, so it's not new territory. Uh, granted, it wasn't a match or anything. It was a guest spot. I think if she were to sign with WWE, I don't think it would be for a very long time. I don't think it would be a Brock Lesnar type deal. It might. I mean, I suppose. Um, what I mean by Brock Lesnar type deal is like 20 days a year. Yeah, I, you know, that it's possible. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like... Um, uh, I, I kind of feel like I don't think Ronda is necessarily done as an MMA fighter in the same way she's that done. Brock hasn't been. You no, know, she's done. She's done. Um, she's and, done. And if she is and she wants to do something for long term, I definitely don't think it'll be she's going to join the women's division. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'd be very surprised. Uh, but I do think I think if she does show up, she'll do some fun stuff, and we'll be able to probably see her at some of the bigger, you know, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, maybe something in between here and there. Uh, but I don't think it, it's going to be one of those deals where she's like having some long run with the women's title. I just don't think that'll happen. Um, offsides of that, as it pertains to Mia Khalifa, let me just, before I go in here on this, let me just say this about Mia. She, Mia was invited um, to a show, a wrestling show to, a couple of days ago. I saw it. I saw it online the other day. Uh, the tweet says, yeah, the, the uh, it was, uh, it's called Heel Face Wrestling and Barbecue Revolution present War of the Genders 2. And it's going to be in Austin, Texas on January 19th. Oh, it was, it was another company. Okay. Yeah. And it says, we would like to extend an invitation to you on our show, blah, blah, blah. So you can see what the indie scene is all about. And to her credit, to me as credit, she accepted uh, her, her, she said, and this is a direct quote from her Twitter page. I accept just because I love talking shit doesn't mean I'm not open to having my opinion challenged. Thank you for the invite. So yes. before I say anything about what she had to say, credit is due because she could have just said what she said and then never backed down from it. It could be like, you know, a Colin Cowherd situation. Yes, absolutely. Readers, and that's all he does. So to yeah. her credit, at least she's willing to have an open mind and, you know, do this. However, I think, I do think it was out of bounds because one. That's the name of the show. <laughs> right. That's funny. No, right. No pun intended. Right, okay. So I, I think, it, I think it's out of bounds because, and, and this really doesn't have anything to do, to me, it doesn't have as much to do with her being a porn star as much as it has to do with her taking shots at Ronda Rousey. Like Ronda did, did it. I mean, she was the top star in UFC, I'm not talking just women. No, she yeah. was the top star. Big she job. was bringing the house, bringing people to the shows. Okay, absolutely. She has nothing to prove. If she wants to go fuck around in WWE, if she wants to go make a damn pop album, she has the right to do it because she's, you know, every UFC star eventually gets their head caved in. 
Okay. It happened that's, to her. Business, yeah. Yeah. It happened to her and she may or may not ever come back and whatever. Uh, if she wants to go do something that she's been, especially considering she's been a fan, you know, and I, I, that's what I feel like. I'm not sure if Mia had all the facts, you know, like I feel like she just said something without having all the information, the, which is a bad thing matter. for. The facts you know. don't matter. It, I, won't, I, I want you to finish, but I just want to say this real quick. The facts don't matter only because that's not the issue here. The issue here is the prevailing thought process by non-wrestling fans that they continue to think that criticizing or making fun of the business is cool. You know, it's fake, right? Like, right, right, right. That, like, well, that, I'm gonna, boom. I know it drives you crazy, but it doesn't drive me as crazy as it drives you. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because this is kind of, for most people that don't watch it, it's present. I mean, we, they already know that it's scripted, right? So to them, scripted is fake. That's just, that's just, those two words kind of go hand in hand. And the other thing about that is like, <laughs> I mean, we're we're a tight community that's that that watches hardcore, and so your initial thought on something like that is I don't even think people say it, and not always. Some people do, but not. I don't think everyone says it in a manner of like, ah, oh, you know, this is bullshit. Some people do, but like for for instance, you know, I've tried to get my wife interested in wrestling, and it's just not really for her, you know. But she's had an open mind to it, which is and. But I could be honest with you, probably the first time I ever said anything to her, I can't remember. She's probably like, that's fake. You know, it's just a prevailing. That's not something that I don't think is ever going to go away just because of the fact man. that it's been presented that way. Like, man, it looks it looks that way. There's man. no way around that. I'm sorry. Like, man, well, and, then, well then I, I didn't know that. Uh that uh peter dinklage and uh kit B- kit barrett whatever his name is kit harrington are really fighting dire wolves in in uh right but that's why i said it goes hand in hand scripted and fake go hand in hand that that's just it's just a thing that happens like you you just no way around it you know and so the problem that i always have is when they don't respect them as athletes I don't have really have a problem with someone being like, you know, it's scripted, you know, it's fake. Like, as long as they understand that the results, yes, are. But but that's the what they're idea, saying is fake, Carl. Right. They're, but they're not the saying idea. that the results are fake. They're saying that, oh, well, you know, he went to that table, it wasn't real. Oh, when he slammed him, you know, he, it wasn't real. That's what they right. mean. Right. I get that. And yes, the way, I mean, you got to think of it, though. We also know that most of those tables are ready to break. You know, so that that's that's some of them are sure. The, the, I mean, the mind the mindset is just there because of how it's presented. You know, when you see a guy in a ring punching a dude a billion times and he doesn't like fall down, or he, you know what I'm saying, or he doesn't like because when you watch UFC on television, you see it, the right punch literally knocks someone out. So and so then you been, turn around and been, watch it on. There's been five well, no, Rocky you know movies. There's been five right. Rocky movies and, and, and two spinoffs, and he ain't right. dead yet. But that's real. That's not real. Nobody thinks they, Rocky's they, real. Though. But they treat that more. Rocky got a statue in Philadelphia. Right. Well, Philadelphia, man. Come on, man. This is Philadelphia. No offense to our Philly listeners out there, but eh. <laughs> All right. I'm just All saying, I'm saying is- there's, a, there's a real discernment from, from these people between entertainment and wrestling. But entertain, right. wrestling is entertainment. 
And more, more than ever, more than ever, there is a TV show, Total Divas exposes the business more than any show in the history of TV shows. And yet they still don't seem to understand <laughs> that nobody's sitting there trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Right. Well, I will, I will, what I will, well, it goes back to what I was going to say though, because that's why I'm giving me uh, the benefit of the doubt here at the end of the day is because a lot of times people will say something like that without giving it a chance. And like I said at the beginning, to her credit, she's going to give it a chance. That to me is a good thing. Like at least she's having an open mind. She may be, she may, she's ignorant to it, right? Because she doesn't obviously watch it. Sure. And if she goes and watches it and comes back and says, eh, I'm out. You know what I mean? Okay. At least you watched it. Yeah. I get that. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Like when I first saw it, I was like, damn, man, what the hell's her problem? And then when I kind of came across that, I was like, all right, all right, I'm gonna let this go. Like, I'm not gonna be upset about it. Uh, the prevailing mindset is what it is, and I don't think we're ever going to get away from that. Um, but my my what I would say to people who have to listen to that and don't like to hear that is, you know, try and challenge them. You know what I'm saying? Um, to watch it. And if they don't, man, fuck them then. You know what I mean? Whatever. That's that's on them. You know, I've made sure that people have that don't watch wrestling and say shit like that. I'm like, but have you ever actually watched it? You know, and if they haven't, Trying to introduce them to it, so that's kind of where I'm at with that, you know. I'm I'm the same way. The only I I, I refused to watch Walking Dead for the first two seasons, and now some I finally watched it, and I'm hooked. I watch every episode. I refuse to watch Game of Thrones, still kind of do to this day, but I watched five episodes and I loved it. I just haven't had the chance to catch up with it. I got two years because right. apparently they just want they, the world just stopped for two years, but you know, pretty um, much. Yeah. <laughs> Let me start on that. <laughs> <laughs> to to kind of put a book in on the Ronda Rousey situation. Uh, I don't want to see Ronda come out every Monday or every Tuesday. Ronda is a special attraction. Now, I would hope that she would show up more than Brock because Brock got the most bullshit contract of all time. But, oh, uh, but uh, Bad Reputation coming out every Monday, just, you know, her wrestling Dana Brooke this Monday <laughs> and then Alicia Fox next. No, no. That, that will kill the aura. Of, of right, sure. Um, but I ain't. I don't have a. Pro- I would like to see her m- more consistently than Brock. Um, and the, here's the beauty of that. Here's the reason why that could work. Shayna Baszler is making her official NXT debut in a few weeks. So yeah, that's we, true. Yeah, right. So and we already we already think there. Well, there's the real rumor, but we already are, are sensing that there's going to be a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen uh, st- uh, match uh, at Mania or some something coming up, right? That could be how she is uh, more consistent. Because nobody needs Ronda to show up on house shows. I mean, you know, I, 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 every, I understand wrestlers pay that due, but Ronda was a superstar before she ever got here. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, she can't, she 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 got to be Brock like in her in her uh, appearance, uh, but I would love to see I'd love to see Ronda Charlotte. I'd love to see Ronda Sasha, and God Ronda versus Oscar. If could if they built it, could be amazing. If they built it correctly, it could be amazing. But sure, we could. Yeah, uh, I would agree. So moving on uh, from that. We uh have everybody's favorite 
new Bullet Club member, apparently. Uh, we have Cody and the Young Bucks. So, you know, I got to, I got to, I've been very uh, critical of Cody and the Young Bucks, but uh, I got to give them credit where credit is due. They are genuine hustlers, right? Sure. So the Hot Topic deal is a pretty big deal. Uh, my hat goes off to them on that. That's amazing. That's probably the biggest happening in independent wrestling history. Um, but they haven't stopped there. They are in talks. And it's in talks enough for this to be news. On trying to fill a 10,000-seat arena, self-financed. All them. Their money, their promotion, their backing. Now, to put this in perspective... New Japan came to Long Beach, and I don't know the numbers on this, but I think they only had like, excuse me, like a 1,500-seat venue, right? This is the second biggest company in the world. It hasn't been, uh, it's been very, it's been very, uh, you know, vocal in the news, wrestling news, that a a lot of the time, WWE isn't filling their stadiums 100% full. So 10,000 people is pretty pretty big uh you think they could do it what do you think man um boy i'd like to see him pull it off um it's hard to say but um i think they're gonna have a little bit more trouble with it than they might think because it's hard enough for just about anybody to pull some of that, to pull that off, including the WWE, they hardly, they don't always fill ten thousand seat arenas these days either. Here's the, uh, however, how, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say, here's the beauty of the angle, right? It's not an angle, but you know what I'm saying. The beauty is, right, unless they bomb and only get like, feel like a quarter of of the or half of the stadium, they win anyway. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no they're, doubt. They're, yeah, oh, they're, sure. they're really not gonna lose because it's all on their own, and if they don't get ten thousand, well. Nobody expects us to get ten thousand. But do get ten thousand. Probably the biggest moment in independent wrestling history outside of the hot topic deal. So they're really not losing. Uh I think the bigger the the bigger issue at hand here is one thing Cody has so last year Cody wrestled at a WrestleMania, a final battle, uh Wrestle Kingdom, and um was bound for glory, right? Nobody's ever done that. Nobody probably ever will do that ever again. Probably not. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I feel like these guys, though you can throw Marty in there too, Marty Squirrel, are trying to feel, I think they're trying to transcend promotions. And that could be really, really good and really, really dangerous. Why do, why do you say that? Well, because so the importance of a promotion uh, is you have a hopefully unbiased booker that has no bias in the show and is trying to book. This is, of course, in the perfect world. We know this doesn't always happen, but is trying to book the best show for the best for the fans and for and for the best and to have the best show. Right. Once you start getting, sure, yeah. once you start getting, uh, 
wrestlers booking their own shows. I don't want to say the integrity is lost, but I just I, I'm I, I go back to look at WCW when, when Nash was head booker and he booked himself to win a title, booked himself to beat Goldberg. You know, <laughs> we're laughing, but and I love Nash. So, but but the whole point of having promotions, and I'm not trying, and I'm not caping for big business here. I like the little guy just as much. I like big business, but the beauty of the promotion is to, in a sense, protect the uh, protect the promoter, I mean, protect the uh, the wrestler. What about payouts? Right. You know what I mean. So Cody gonna have to pay pay. Uh, let's I'm uh, throw Shane Strickland or Sammy Guevara. Right. Let's say those two have a match at this card. How are they getting paid? Cody going to pay him out his pocket? Well, hold on, though. Think about this. I'm not saying this would necessarily be something that would happen. But if you have the opportunity, say you're a Sammy Guevara or whatever, you have the opportunity to potentially be a part of something like this, you might work that damn show for free and see what the house brings and Cody splits the money. You know what I'm no. saying? That is a possibility. You don't work no show for free, bro. They don't do that. Uh, hey, you don't do that. I'm not. I, listen, Sammy Guevara is not signed. He's he's not signed anywhere of consequence where he's doing good enough to where he doesn't have to get paid for his show. And Sammy maybe not. But amazing. I'm not ruling out that possibility. I'm really not. Just for the simple maybe. fact that, and I mean, maybe I just think that it's one of those deals. Because it's a one-time only thing, and basically, if it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, guys, Cody and those boys are like, okay, guys, we don't know how many people we're actually going to bring in, so I don't know how much I can pay you, but if this whatever whatever happens, we're splitting the proceeds up or whatever. If he, it depends on how savvy of a businessman Cody is. Well, the Bucks as well. The Bucks are savvy. Apparently, they're pretty damn savvy. The Bucks are savvy businessmen, absolutely. Exactly, exactly, man. I mean, they're already they they know what they're doing. I don't feel like they would have gone. They don't think they've gone into this without a plan. Of course, Cody. You know, I'm sure the I'm sure the dude's got money if he wants to pay guys to come wrestle. Do you really? You know, a venue. Can I go on a quick tangent? I want to get back to this. Can I go on a quick, real quick tangent? Do you really believe this sure. is the first seven figure year Cody's had wrestling? All the matches he well, wrestled well, for WWE, all the titles he won. All the major angles he was in, and he never made seven. Road Dog made seven made seven figures in one year before Dog, and that was in ninety yeah. seven ninety eight. Come on, bro, you never made seven figures, hey, Dog. He, I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, I'm not. If he that. did, I'm not. I don't think he. I don't think he would have necessarily blown. If he did get to seven figures. I would imagine taxes might have knocked out some of it. I'm, I'm, that to down to six. The only reason I bring that you know up I mean? is because he's Cody. Man, look. So, Co- the reason I'm critical of Cody right now is because Cody does a lot of things that that directly contradict the things he says. Okay, he'll say that he loves WWE. He's thankful for the time they had. He says that uh, he. Uh, you know that uh he trusts triple h and vince and he, he you know they they didn't and how they're treating his dad's legacy and this and all these good things and then he'll sit down come out and bash them for not doing this for a show or that for a show or he'll talk about how well 
you know, y'all wouldn't let me leave Stardust, but they don't come out and admit that, oh, well, y'all wanted me to leave Stardust, but I didn't want to leave. Like, he's a lot of the stuff he says is contradictory to me. So when I hear him say that, oh, I had the best financial year I've ever had in my life, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that particular, uh, that particular, you know, tidbit of information. But you've never made a seven-figure year, but you've had merch and you, you, the legacy merch, and you know, the the mass and there's so much you've done, and you've maybe not, maybe you didn't have a, a seven-figure downside year, but with all the right. bonuses and the merch and everything, because he wrestled in an era where they actually got real bonuses. Pay-per-view bonuses, right? Sure. And Cody wrestled on almost every pay-per-view in some capacity. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I call bullshit on that. I'm sorry. Uh, moving back to the situation. Yes, the Bucks are very savvy businessmen. Cody might be. He learned a lot from his dad, who basically, basically booked the best times of NWA and WCW, right? Um, sure. But I don't think this they're, 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 this is a one-off. I really think that I think they're trying to. Sometimes you could try to be so smart that you outsmart yourself. And I think they're trying to outsmart the game. You know what I'm saying? It could be. And if it works, it works. It I'm be. not sitting. There, I'm not sitting there saying I'm against it. I'm hating on them. I just it's one thing to be self-funded. It's another thing to be self-run. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, that's a, the other thing, like when I brought up them doing the idea of maybe some of the wrestlers working for free because it's a chance to be part of history, split the, split the house, the gate or whatever. I, I got to consider the fact that Cody and the Young Bucks, they got money. Like they could probably pay these guys. We don't know like what the Young Bucks and Cody and them are getting off this deal with Hot Topic necessarily. Oh, they're definitely millionaires. Not to mention all the... They're absolutely millionaires. Yeah. I mean, they got... If they want to fund this, I don't think that's going to be an issue anyway. The money never was a problem. I really don't. I don't think the money was ever an issue. Um, the issue, the, the the two issues here were: could they fill the stadium, and could yeah. they fill the stadium, and how would they fill it? Which is another conversation. And what would it mean for wrestling? Yeah, well, I I, I do think they, I think they can fill the stadium. I don't think that they will. But I think they could because I feel like, one, get the right card together. That's the first thing. And granted, there have been a lot of super cards in wrestling that haven't managed to fill 10,000 seat arenas. <laughs> this is true. So this is that, doesn't, true. that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. But they absolutely, regardless of that fact, have to get the right card together. And two... It depends on how much time they spend actually promoting this. You know what I'm sure. saying? Um, so that's going to be an issue. Uh, I think how it pertains to wrestling, it depends really. Like, I don't, the thing about it's kind of weird is, as far as we know, they're not trying to start some new promotion. That's what we, that's, you, you say so, as far as we know. Well, that, right, as far as we know. So if they're not trying to do that and this is a one off, I don't think it means anything. I, really, when, I think it would when, be just okay. When, 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 two years from now at a WrestleMania weekend, when we got to go, when we're going to go see Bullet Club Wrestling <laughs> that Friday, don't say shit. Right, you heard it here first. No, no, but 
Right, but if that happens, that's different. But at the same time, though, if that happens, it's hard to say like what that would do for wrestling. I don't know what it would actually mean because I don't know. Well, it'd, it'd be you. You have to prove that you can fill out a 10,000-seat arena more than once but, before you can just start running, trying to run a promotion. But you there's know what never mean? been a wrestling company that's run specifically, solely, run, funded, everything by wrestlers. Right. Every wrestling company is backed sure. by a real company. Right? Right. Well, at the same time, though, we don't necessarily know that they wouldn't be getting any extra funding for this well, the, from someone else. That's the, no, what we, they, well, that's the whole point of the show. The whole point of the show is to right. prove that do it yourself, right? We can do it all ourselves. Sure. We don't need them. We don't need big bad Vince. It's, 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 it's a spider events, which is everything is, tends to be, which is okay. Vince says he's sitting on the on the on, on that top of that mountain by himself. It's okay. Um, but that's the point: is we don't need them. We don't need this. It's twenty seventeen, about to be twenty eighteen. The world is smaller because of all the social media. We can do whatever we want. We're in a we're in a we're in a golden age of wrestling, which is absolutely true. We're in a much we're in a golden age of wrestling, and the beauty of it is, if it's not televised, they can get anybody. Sure, Okada versus Naito can happen on that show. If it's not televised, right? New Japan can't say nothing. Well, here's the other thing about this, though. I'll say, if this is one of those things where Cody's like, "Hey, look, we can do this, right? Anybody can do it," you know, I think what will happen real fast is. If guys were like, and it, like we're worried about it changing wrestling, we're like guys might say, you know what, fuck WWE, I'm gonna try to do this myself too, you know, or fuck New Japan, I'm gonna try to do this myself too. Yeah, that might happen. But I think some of them are gonna find out real quick that they can't, just because Cody and the Young Bucks with their pool were able to pull it off, doesn't mean that I don't know, name somebody, you know, right that doesn't mean that necessarily right that, any, that anybody else. Ryback could pull it off. Exactly. Because here's one thing. Cody and the Young Bucks also managed to get a fucking t-shirt deal for Hot Topic. And very few guys can do that in the wrestling business other than WWE, which they have some merch in Hot Topic. You can find it. Well, so Cody and Bucks are kind of an exception to the rule anyway. The Bucks are the masterminds, but we need to be completely and utterly clear. The Bucks didn't get a merch deal for the Young Bucks. The merch got a, a merch deal. The Bucks got a merch deal for the Bullet Club. We need to point that out. Yeah, Bullet Club T-shirts are what got the merch deal. The Bucks have their own T-shirts. Not saying they don't. Sure, but this isn't all Young Buck merch that they got on their own. This is a Bullet Club deal. Oh yeah, it's all Bullet Club. I mean, if you go into the Hot Topic, and I have. You'll see Young Buck shirts. Yeah. You'll see, you know, Cody and all that. But it's all in a, it's all in a, it's all in a Bullet Club end cap or a Bullet Club, you know. Section, but I bring that up to say this. I bring will. it up to say this. As powerful as the Bucks have become, which the I think the Bucks are the most powerful independent entity walking walking the earth right now. Okay, and they're not really independent because they're signed to New Japan and Ring of Honor. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? Right. Uh, as powerful as they are, it took the hottest faction, 10, 11, 12 deep, for them to get that merch deal. And I'm not trying to, I'm not poo-pooing on the merch deal. I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on the merch deal at all. Because for them to even get it, however they had to get it, it's monumental. But I just, I don't want to, I don't want us to confuse this uh, for like saying, oh, well, Cody just walked into hot topic and said hey i want some, i want my shirts in the store and they gave it to him 
No, like this is this Bullet Club is. Imagine if the NWO had shirts in Hot Topic and got an NWO deal separate from WCW. That's what this is. This isn't Hall and Nash on their own getting Hall and Nash shirts. This is the NWO. Right. And that, I just want to point that out. But they'll get to 10,000 for sure if they can get Phil Brooks to show up. No, no doubt. Yeah. I don't know how those relationships are. The Bucks, so, I mean, the that's, Bucks, that's the Bucks and Omega and, and Punk are super tight. Like really close. There you go. Uh, that'll be a matter of, it'll also be a matter of passion for Phil, you know, not necessarily whether he wants to stick it to Vince. That might have something to do with it or stick it to Triple H. That might have something to do he with ain't it. He ain't got to wrestle. Uh, but at the same time, he ain't wrestled in a long time. He ain't got to wrestle. You show yeah. up. You know how many fans will sign? No, you know how many fans will buy a ticket to see CM Punk in a wrestling ring? They don't give a fuck if he wrestle. Yeah, that's true. I'll be honest with you. If, if I if I was a CM Punk, like I do, like I like Punk, but if I'm going to a wrestling show, I want to see people wrestle, especially if it's a something like what they do on the independent scene, where it's an actual super card of guys. And if Punk's just there to talk, I don't really care that much. As much as I like him as a talker. Like, I would still want to be there to see him wrestle. But see, you know what I that's, mean? So, yes, he will have these hardcores that will show up. That's the difference between you, know, so I agree. you and a guy like Caleb. If you're right. an independent fan, I'm talking about a real independent fan. I'm talking Wrestle Circus, uh, Evolve, PWG, like real independent companies and smaller reality of right. wrestling. Small, right? If you're a fan of those, then the hook for these smaller shows that don't have bigger names is one big guy shows up and just has an angle. He doesn't have to wrestle, doesn't even have to fight, but just shows up, right? That's the hook. Oh, yeah, I mean, because, I've, done it before. I've seen it before. I mean, right. like, when, it doesn't do much for me, but I get what you're yeah, saying. But, yeah, but there's the, the independent the independent uh, scene mm-hmm. in terms of wrestlers and fans is bigger than it's ever been. So you have you have first you have all the Bullet Club stands sticking behind their guys. Then you have all the WWE sure. haters who want to stick it to Vince. So you have those two contingent of fans that are automatically going to show up to the show. Okay. Then you have the people that's going to look at the card and say, damn, the card looks good. Why not? Then yeah. let's say if you have CM Punk show up and just and do a meet and greet. My God. Right. CM Punk's first wrestling appearance in what is it four years been a while yeah yeah all right so uh we need to run through a few things uh got a couple of quick hits i want to hit before we uh get on about this thing uh we need we actually really need to talk some current wwe that's we're kind of a mainstream wwe podcast um I know, yeah, we talked, you and I have talked so many times about how it's like, we got to try and stick, you know, to WWE. There's so much crazy shit going on in the wrestling world at all times that sometimes you got to go elsewhere. You well, know? we're a mainstream show, so whatever's popular, we're going to talk about. Whether it's in, yeah, no, where, yeah, no, where, no. wherever it's at. Wherever it's in Fukushima, Japan, or if it's in whatever, whatever. Um, so... Before we get to the other stuff, we need to talk about this. So WWE came out today with the Mixed Match Challenge. It's going to be a series of uh, a 12-week series of mixed tag matches, random. Uh, (laughs) You know, 
but it's, but the I think the the important news about this is that it's going to be on Facebook Watch. That yeah. that's the the Facebook's uh, streaming uh, program where they got the Marshawn Lynch show and the Levar Ball show and stuff like that. Um, and it starts January sixteenth, and they're going to tape it uh, before two hundred five live. <laughs> so. <laughs> Guys that go to that show up on Tuesdays, you got to stay another thirty minutes. Good job. Um, you know what? I just want real quick. God bless you, two hundred five live. Let those motherfuckers kid out, catch a break. Uh, anyway, like two, we need to have a two hundred five live conversation one of these days because I think it'd be perfect. And this actually, this was actually Caleb's idea, and I hate to give Caleb any credit, but it's a good idea. Everybody agrees it needs to be taped on full sale, but just, you know, uh, have it before or after NXT. NXT at 7, 205 at 8. Well, I actually think, I think before we actually went live with this podcast, we did um, a t- uh, practice episode kind of deal, whatever, and we talked about 205. I don't think that ever came out. We had a good conversation about it, though, at one point. This is pre-Enzo, all that. You know, well, I guarantee yeah. you we'll be talking about it coming in 2018 with the with the house shows coming up with today or Tommy debuting uh, sure. this coming week with Rockstar Spud supposed to debut. Woo. Only Lorkin is back like he's going to come up. So a lot of changes coming up in the division. So we'll be talking about it for sure. sure. Oh, not to mention Rich Swan. Wow. That's how much we had. To, I know, and that's something we're not even really going to cover that's today. That's how much but we had to yeah, talk about. Yeah. The rich one isn't being talked about. But so the mismatch challenge. Uh, before we got on the podcast, I told you there was a bomb I wanted to drop on you that was really important about this particular situation. We can talk. We can talk about yeah, the matches ahead. and all that. That's cool. That's not really that important to me because it's just it's it's something that it's some streaming. It's just something to do to add streaming and to add more content, which is cool. I appreciate them trying to be different. Here's the important thing. Dave Meltzer is is uh, forecasting that they are testing this uh, on Facebook Watch because prospectively uh, their deal comes up for NBC Universal in 2019. Facebook has set aside hundreds of millions, if not close to a billion dollars, to try to get uh, rights to sports and things of these natures to you know have TV shows kind of like Twitter and YouTube are doing, right? Um, so the reason this is on Facebook Watch and not the network is because, number one, they wanted to make revenue from it. And if it was on the network, they wouldn't make any revenue from it since it's already at, a, at an existing show. It should be an added expense. But there's a possibility that if this goes well, and everything works right, and NBC Universal don't come with that moolah, like they should be getting, because WWE, while the ratings aren't what they were 20 years ago, is still the highest rated shit on the network. Uh, yeah. There's a possibility that they might move to Facebook Watch. We're on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a thought on this before I let you jump in on what your thought thought is because you you like to give the details and yeah, you know then I speak and then you go speak. Ahead. So first and foremost, I just want to say that if this does work out, really cool, but I I still think they're gonna get their money. 
I, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't necessarily think they're going to try and do this. And I have strong opinions about live streaming type stuff. Now, I don't know. If this is on Facebook Watch. Are they going to be doing these live live? Yeah, absolutely live. Uh, okay. I, I have my own issues with live streaming as it is. Okay. And it's the wave of the future, whatever the fuck you want wave to call it. Okay? Actually, but sure. Or, yeah, sure. Whatever. But the reason why I'm, I like stuff like Netflix and Hulu, right? Because with Netflix and Hulu, there's Hulu. There's not a lot of, it's not necessarily live. It's stuff that's already been done, recorded, posted. You know what I mean? Uploaded, whatever. It's on the site. You can access it. Uh, you got to worry about, you know, servers to some degree, I guess. But the thing I don't like about live streaming, and it's the same issue I have. I love the WWE Network, okay? And not everybody has issues with it. Um, but I still get have issues with the WWE Network. I have issues with ES, Watch ESPN, uh, whatever the case may be. These live streaming things, I have, I, I have issues where it's lagged. And so, like, if I want to follow along... Uh, with it's just for instance, let's say college football game, okay? Um, national championship last year with Alabama and Clemson is a great example. I went to a buddy's house, we watched it on Watch ESPN. I can't remember why it was on, but whatever. But the point was, we were five minutes behind, you know what I mean? So, you can't like if you're it, we're in a day of social media, you know, people like to live tweet shit and whatever. If you if you're one of those people and you're five minutes behind on a show or anything and you're over here and you're trying to talk about it well have to, you got to stay off because you're going to get spoiled like i will i've been watching a pay-per-view on wwe network where it's lagging behind and my buddies aren't having lag and we're talking in a group text or whatever and next thing you know they're like oh shit oh shit oh shit i'm yeah, like you what missed it. yeah oh shit what and so that is my issue with live streaming i'm not hating on live streaming but i would much to me personally i would hope that they stay with NBC Universal for that very reason. As much as I'm down for all the new, you know, whatever. But we all know that money talks at the end of the day. Well, okay. So, so from, let, let me give you the perspective from a computer technician. Okay? Yeah. I don't know what you spend on your cable and, and internet plan. I don't know. Sure. I don't know sure. what speed you chose on your plan. But I guarantee right. you the speed you chose in your plan wasn't the speed with streaming in mind. Nobody picks that. No, probably not. Right? Nobody picks that because nobody wants to spend a whole bunch of money on internet. Okay? So, which is why a lot of us are watching on our phones because our data plans are faster than a lot of the times than some, some other stuff, right? Yeah, oh yeah. But the move the move to streaming let's 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 say that uh let me use me for example i haven't moved to streaming but let's say i i moved let's say uh i decided to be a subscriber of playstation view right and i use my place i use my ps4 and my roku players for the other tvs in the house right just uh just prospectively speaking speaking right I would get yeah. the highest internet plan so that I wouldn't worry about streaming and my streaming would be fine. The reason so many people so so many people want to blame the lagging on the network. A lot of times it's probably your internet connection or your computer. Oh no no no. I don't think it's the network's okay. fault. It's just I mean I know it's the internet more than anything. I'm yeah. aware of that. But yeah, go ahead. But go so ahead. if now this is the this is the world we're living in. 
just a few years ago, I don't know if you remember, but they uh, they they changed the signal on the on the on the TVs to where you if you had to have a converter converter box or else you couldn't use your TV, right? Like right. there's always going to be advances in technology to where the old technology is obsolete. If you have an iPhone right. four, you can't use the same cord that an iPhone eight has, right? Right. You know, or, or uh, I have a Galaxy eight. I use a USB three charger. A Galaxy seven uses a USB micro charger. Like there's all you're right. always going to have to upgrade with the times so don't let streaming be such a a a diversion or a fear for you because if well the thing about that is uh, you're right i have to jump in because the problem is and this this comes this becomes this starts getting we're starting to get out of wrestling territory and more in reality where it's where it's one of those things where people start getting priced out of markets because they can't afford to pay for the best internet speed well, just so they can watch wrestling. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I could have just had basic cable that had USA and I could watch it. And now I got to spend more money to pay for a higher internet. I disagree plan. with that. I disagree you know with saying? that. I got to cut something Look, out. You gotta I disagree with that. Look at the money. Facebook Facebook doesn't charge any money. Facebook doesn't cost, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Okay. To, but to streaming services, not yet. So we're, we're, That's the point. That's what I'm getting I, at. I understand you know the, I mean? the net neutrality and all these other things floating around, possibilities. I get that. Cool. Let's work. Let's work on the guys that Facebook watch isn't going to cost anything, right? Like, like NFL games on Twitter don't cost anything, or uh, politics and NBA on YouTube doesn't cost anything, right? Let's just go with that assumption for now, right? <laughs> right. Just for now, that wrong Facebook because God, Facebook has so many advertisers, they'll kill in advertising. Absolutely. Right? But let's yeah. let's assume that Raw and SmackDown on Facebook Watch is free. Okay? And let's assume that you are going right. the streaming route. PlayStation View is the 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 plan I would get is twenty dollars. Twenty five maybe. Cable right. is like ninety. Sure. That's not counting on top well, of the ninety dollars for just cable alone, you have your uh Internet plan that you have to get. I don't have much the numbers is. I don't remember what the numbers are because I just pay the shit, right? I don't look at it. Comes out my. I don't look at it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So instead of getting the bundle, you would just get the internet. So it's right. Well, see, I've I've and that I agree with, and I've been a proponent of the idea of what I've always called like an a la carte package anyway, where it's not like, okay, you order cable and you're stuck with all this bullshit you do don't you care want. about. Yeah. Uh, do you, you pick and choose what you want. You make a plan, but the, the, the issue with that is you got to worry about separate networks charging out not the ass because they know yeah. that people are doing that. ESPN charges per so subscriber. Yeah. Right. And that, that is my worry. And I, I don't have anything necessarily against the idea of streaming, you know, or in theory, it's awesome. You know, the idea where it's like, okay, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. This is really all I watch on TV. This is all I want. And and the video and the video so, streaming too. Is, you can watch it anywhere. You can watch it anywhere. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. No, you're fine. I mean, I'm just I'm a little bit different in my television watching. Anyways, you know, like I don't usually spend a lot of time watching stuff on my phone. A lot of people do, but what I, what I worry about is like sometimes with technology, I think a lot of times you force people to kind of move to that way. Otherwise they're left in the dust 
And I don't necessarily always think that's a great idea in terms of television because especially with something like wrestling, which has already kind of struggled in recent memory with, with viewership. Um, I worry that if you start, but I'm not saying like you wanted to work under the guys that it would be free and that's different. But if you get to a point where you're paying, you're already paying 10 bucks for the network. And now it's like, Hey, pay this to watch Raw and SmackDown. I get eh? you. I, you know what I, I mean? Get, that's always a possibility. I, 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 I do get the fear. I just, from being in the IT field, progression is inevitable. Right? Oh, progression yeah, sure. is I get absolutely that. inevitable. And I feel like the people who fight the progression are going to deal with it the hardest because when it hits you and you have no, no control of it anyway, you then it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? So progression is going right. to happen. If progression never happened, we wouldn't have color television. We wouldn't have Wi-Fi. We wouldn't have cell phones. Right. You know? So well, I'm, and I'm fine with the idea that they're going to do this. I think it's a cool experiment. Yeah. Uh, I have no. This it's is business. like. I mean, I'll be watching. I'll it's pay great attention. business because the money. Yeah, it is. Facebook absolutely. prospectively will give them. Think about it. Facebook's going to have to overpay the first person that they get, right? They're gonna, whoever they get, they're going to have to right. overpay. If you if NBC offers four hundred, sure. For, if NBC offers a four year four hundred four hundred million dollar contract, I'm just throwing out numbers here. I don't know if this is accurate. But if NBC throws out a four year forty million four hundred million dollar contract and. Facebook throws out a four-year, four hundred million dollar contract. This is gonna laugh at Facebook. Why would I go to you for the same money I can get and not change anything? Right? right. They're gonna have to overbook. They're gonna Absolutely. overpay for the first one. I'm not saying they're gonna pay for everything, you know. But people got to make sure the technology works and it's gonna be viable for their viewers, like your concern is. So, well, it's like you know, like I, th- I think. I feel like WWE, I hope, is someone that I can trust in this because the reason why I say that is because you always have to worry about the money situation in terms of greed from a company. Say, okay, well, we want you to watch this, and this is the only way you can watch it, so now we're going to charge you out the ass, right? Well, in fairness to WWE, they actually made it more accessible with the network. You know, instead of saying, okay, you can only watch this for 60 bucks on pay-per-view, well, 10 bucks a month, you can watch all the pay-per-views. You know what I'm saying? so there's got to be some give and sure. take because I don't feel like you want to do it in a way where you're pricing some of your fans out. Cause you got to remember a lot of people that watch wrestling are still a younger fan base. You're talking 18 to 23, 18, 25 year olds who may not necessarily be able to fork over any extra money that you might charge. So you have to be real careful. And I like to think that they, that there's not going to be a no. problem, you know, but Time we have to move on from this, but let me pitch. Let me pitch this to you, just perspective. Let's say if Raw SmackDown moves to uh, moves to Facebook, and then the Raw that showed this Monday will show up after the next Monday on the network. Would you be okay with that? Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm always living behind when it comes to wrestling. It might affect my podcast <laughs> podcasting, but yeah, I can I can live with. Well, that. so we've done so much talking about Raw SmackDown. Let's talk about the biggest happenings on both shows. Uh, on Raw, Braun Strowman and Kane are having their feud, if you want to call it that, that everybody loves. Apparently, uh, sarcasm. Um, they wrestled in a number one contenders match. Uh, went to a no contest. They had a big fight. Braun power slammed it through the table. Looking like it's gonna be a triple threat with Brock for the world title for the universal title at, at Raw at a Royal Rumble. Right. Um, any thoughts? 
Well, first of all, just let me let me let me ask you a question. You said, now guys, I know I skip through a lot of Raw these days because I'm especially the Braun Kane stuff. I, I love Braun Strowman, but some of it is kind of done. So let me just double check. They had a number one contenders match. You said that went to a no contest. Okay, and the other thing is, they've wrestled a couple times prior. Has Kane beaten Braun at any point? No, not in in, in terms of. Defeated Braun? No. Right. Okay. All right. All right. No. So I'm not one to jump on WWE about random title shots. Okay? It isn't random to me, though. But you are. Well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you've already brought Kane back. Who he's Kane, right? If you want to throw Kane in the title match, it's fine. But Kane isn't John Cena either, where it's like, okay, you get a title shot because you're John Cena. Kane really hasn't done much to warrant being in a number one contenders match. Braun has. Here's, so I have, like, if Braun, if Braun wants to be in every number one contenders match for the next year, I'm cool because he's killed everyone. Here's, here's you know why I mean? Kane's in, in here's, if, if it is a triple threat, here's why Kane's in the match. To take the pin. They've already, Braun, Brock's already beat Braun once. Clean. If Brock beats if Brock beats Braun, that's a lot to say at one time. If Brock beats Braun one more time, clean, or anyway, even if it's not clean, the aura is absolutely uh, is absolutely taken down a notch because he destroys everybody except for Brock, who's never there. Right. Right. So the 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 way to keep Braun hot to keep Brock with the championship. And give him uh have Brock beat Kane. Yes, have Brock pin Kane. Right. I man, I don't know. But see, here's the thing about this. Like Okay. Here's the deal. I I am and I know I know you'll probably have a decent argument for me. And I'm and I'm not the type to really just get on WWE too much. But the idea of Let's keep Braun hot. It's starting to get on my fucking nerves a little bit. For the simple fact that Braun has been hot and they've had an opportunity to strike and they haven't done it. And if you're going to keep on pussyfooting about with this stuff, like to me, as much as I love Braun, I feel like he is going to sour. Like the time is running out. Like you cannot keep saying, okay, let's make sure Brock doesn't pin Braun because at least – Braun's still a threat. I agree. I'm starting to not care. I agree. You know what I mean? And bring, yeah, and bringing Kane into this is fine for what you're trying to yeah. do. I just disagree with what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, I have no problem with Brock being champ, but don't, not the expensive Strowman, you know, who probably should have beaten Brock the first yeah, time. Absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah. So this is, because to me, honestly, and I've, I've said this, because I've been so over the Brock Lesnar title reign. I get that he's an attraction, whatever. I understand it, okay? I don't want anybody to think that I don't get that part of it. But what I've been wanting from the beginning was a definitive, real, like, in-the-ring conclusion with Braun and Roman. I thought Braun and Roman was the best feud of the year, and I thought the best way to go about that was to put that title on Braun and have him and Roman go for it at WrestleMania. That was what I thought would be, to me, but I understand they want Brock because he's the money man. 
or whatever. I, I get it, but from a fan perspective, at least my my perspective, I thought it would be a great bow on what was the best feud of the year. Reward them, uh, yeah. you know. So so let's let's take both let's take both of those situations separately. Let's first looking at the the Kane situation. Uh, right, Kane is back for one reason, one reason only, to 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 put Braun over. That's it. That's the only reason he's back. Right. Now, I understand yeah. a lot of the fans are rolling their eyes at a lot of situations because and for him to do that, Kane has to look credible. And there's a, a heavy sense of credibility he carries by being Kane, right? He already has a level of credibility sure, by being yeah. Kane, especially by being quote-unquote demon Kane or Kane with the mask. Uh, he, Not to mention, he dropped all the chairs. Sure. On Kane at the, uh, at the yeah, TLC and threw, and threw or whatever. Him, and threw him in the uh, yeah. choke him through the stage, dropped the chairs on him and threw him in, in the garbage truck. But but well, the reason I brought all that up is because when he beat Finn clean out of nowhere, like Finn got sacrificed for the greater good of Braun. And I was against that, but the end game is to make Kane look credible, uh, to look credible enough to go toe to toe with Braun, so that Braun beats Kane finally, you know that Braun looks that much better. Okay, so that's 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 the whole point of that. The issue has been that I, I, the execution has been lost because Braun's beat him every time. Like from a fighting standpoint, he, he slammed through the through the ring, slammed him through the the uh, table this this Monday. But Kane keeps coming back like a cockroach. So that's that's one situation. The other situation is having Brock. I'm gonna make this I'm gonna say that have this hot take. Sorry, James. Uh right now. Braun would be champ if Brock wasn't in the company or Brock wasn't champion. The reason Brock the reason Braun can't win the title is because Brock keeps it away. Like I think I think Vince and the world knows that Braun should be or should have been champion by now. But Brock being in the picture, making the money he's making, and truthfully getting the ratings he gets still when he comes and, or does something, right? It, he just can't justify it. Like, right. I, like I, asked, I asked you guys before in the podcast, who else is left for, who else is left for Brock to face? Yeah, I'm, being, I'm not. I'm not being funny. That, I'm being realistic. Who else is there? Y'all, y'all have been rolling. I'm talking about the collective IWC collective fan base. Y'all have been rolling your eyes at the thought of a rematch between Roman and Brock at WrestleMania this year, right? They've been rolling their eyes. I still ain't seen nothing definitive showing that's going to happen. That's on TV. I get all the backstage shit, but nothing on TV has shown is going to happen. But if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. But let's say let's say it happens. He's the only other guy that. It's credible. Who else can? Who else is credible? Sure. Don't sit here and don't feed well, me the Finn Balor stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. No, I won't. <laughs> you won't hear that from me. But I. But I for sure. What I what I will say is here's the problem, and this is um, it's not really a problem to me, but I think to some level with Roman as polarizing as he is, I I do think. I think Roman is still the guy they're building around. One of them. One okay, of them. I think we all probably. I mean, one of them. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think. Well, in terms of who could dethrone Brock, I don't see it being an Ambrose or I a Rollins, right? I, if, if you look at those three Shield guys, and that's what I'm hoping for. I still hope it's going to be Braun. 
the, the thing is that I worry is that I think people are worried that it's going to be Roman. I think people prefer Braun. You know what I mean? And so you're running into that same thing you run into. It's almost like uh, the Daniel Bryan Royal Rumble fiasco when, when oh, Roman God. won. If you do this, if you you know what I'm saying though. If you do the same thing here, where it's like, okay, we've had opportunity after opportunity to give you Braun Strowman, the guy that fans still pop for. He comes out of a garbage truck, and it's it's the stupidest thing ever. And people still think it's great. I, I see it a is. similarity, but it's totally you know? different because because fans really believe that the company was against Brian. No, yeah, I know, bro. I'm just, I'm just trying to like, the most like, over pushed. Over, uh, he's beaten everybody. Everybody, right? He people people forget. Right. Braun beat Braun won the series against Roman. People forget that, yes. right? Braun's beaten everybody. The only person he's looked vulnerable against are the two top guys in the company, Roman and Brock, and 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 Roman made right. him look right. like a man. Yeah. So yeah, you can't feed me that 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 Braun is some type of underdog. No, he's not an underdog, but what I think at the, at the what I'm getting at is just the point of like who the fans are going to prefer, right? And we've already kind of gone down this route before with Roman where they went to him at a time where they wanted Brian. And and I understand we don't always want to cater to them or whatever, but what I'm saying is it feels like it's kind of the same like if if they turn around and say, "Okay, Roman's the guy to dethrone Brock," but everybody's like, "Well, why not Brock?" You know what I mean? Like, because Braun can, I mean, I think he would be fine. I, I feel like I already, th- I mean, I already thought he should have done it anyway. But, well, I don't know. It's, just, it's a whole, like, there, there's, we don't know the no, vision. But right? there's also the prevailing thought that the reason fans were still so crazy for Brian in that particular world run was because he never lost the title. He got stripped because he got sure. hurt. So they felt like he should have never, he should have fought for the title he never lost. There was a whole bunch of problems. Right. That. Braun's going to be around for a while. He not will. going yeah. anywhere. And for me, what I need to see from Braun is more growth. I need to see more growth from Braun. Because Braun has an amazing personality. If you listen to the dude talk outside of wrestling, he's hilarious. He's introspective. He's interesting. He's a, a really, he's a real character, right? But in ring, the same thing that y'all demanded from Roman, I need to see more of that from Braun. I understand he's a monster, so he is afforded more luxury than Roman is, who's a regular-sized human, right? Uh, but I, for a guy that's supposed to be that that's prospectively supposed to carry the company, he needs he needs to talk better, and maybe not more, but I need to see more from him on on, on, on the mic. I need to see more variety in his move set. You know, I need to see him. Start learning how not just to be a participant of a match, but to lead. Roman learned that, whether we all want to admit that or not. There's a, there's there's still more growth. I'm not saying that he ain't knocked out the park now, because he is for a dude that's been wrestling three years. He's killing it. I mean, not, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I need to see more growth from dude. Now, that's me saying that. Imagine Vince, Triple H, Michael Hayes. Uh, road, who all the top guys, I'm not saying he don't deserve the title now, but he's gonna be around for a long time. So if he doesn't win the title in the next three sure. months. Is he ruined? No. People try to tell us that he was ruined when he didn't win the title 
from Brock when Brock beat him clean. We still talk about him as a top guy on the on the show. Like, sure. I I, I think well here's here's the thing though. What I think is you still kind of have to in the back of your mind you kind of have to worry about people stopping. You know, okay, this is this is an example, and it's it's not a perfect example, okay. But I will say this: someone who was fucking hot for a while that that everybody was like, here we go, Bray Wyatt, okay. okay? Nobody gives a shit. Oh, now they care because of Matt Hardy. Okay, now they care because of Matt Hardy. Not because yeah. of Bray. They care because of Matt Hardy. Yeah. Prior to that. But, but Nobody gave a fuck But that's four years of... Because it was too little. that's too four late. years of missteps, uh, Carl. That's not seven months of right. missteps. It is. It is. And I agree with you. But we got to consider that Braun especially... Like to me, like the idea of okay, I got to see more from him. I get that. That's just me. That's fine. I'm not saying that that's you what know, people but, should think. That's just me. But yeah, no, no, right. I would hope people don't use that as a reason because I feel like WWE is giving titles to people who we need to see more from. I can think of someone in particular gender that we all yeah, are kind of like defending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. So that 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 is not a great excuse for them. For us, we could say yeah. it if we want to, but for them, bad excuse. Braun's already shown to be enjoyed by the fans. People like him. Um, I, I guess I, I really think and I'm kind of with you. Like, I feel like this is all just because of Brock, you know, like I feel like Brock, as much as I enjoy him, as much as he brings in money and like when he does show up and puts on a show, he puts on a show, but I still feel like somewhat he is a hindrance because he's like that, like who's going to beat him? Right, like like you said earlier, like he's there's nobody left, so it, it yeah it comes down to Braun and Roman really unless anybody wants to throw any other name out we, there. We're gonna be we're gonna know? be running Brock versus East Slater matches <laughs> in June. You know what I mean? Like right. there's nobody left, and the only you know there are some guys that I would like to see him Ooh. wrestle that he hasn't oh. really wrestled live. Sheamus. Uh, Cesaro is someone I'd like to see Sheamus, him wrestle. I mean, there's some guys Sheamus out there. Sheamus is on the verge of retirement. You know that, right? Okay. I know. I know. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, though. There are guys that would be a decent enough fit with him, but they're not pre- presented in the same way that guys like Braun they're, they're or Roman. I, 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 can, I can feel you on that. Um, I can feel you on that. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I don't, and they never really did much with the with – Brock and Bray Wyatt either. They kind of hinted at it a little bit. It never really happened because Bray got hurt. Well, no, blame Ambrose. Or whatever and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ambrose and... What I'm, I'm sure. just saying, like, they were... And now it's too late because Bray's... <laughs> and not a lost cause. We're hoping Matt Hardy can save him, per se. But, I mean... Man, you know look. Bray Wyatt is another conversation we're going to have uh, soon. I got a lot to say on Bray. So, we, 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 need, to, we, need, to, we need to keep it moving. Um... Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Daniel Bryan was added as a second ref to the Nakamura and, and uh, Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn Kevin Owens match with Shane as the uh, number one ref. Um, it's pretty notable uh, because for two reasons: one, Bryan is trying to quote unquote keep it fair because uh, we all know Shane wants to screw Sami and Kevin and get them fired. Uh, but two, it looks like the turn's gonna happen. Do you see them really turning Daniel Bryan heel? Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Um, even though it's almost too obvious, 
and it wouldn't surprise me if they went a different direction. I could see it, yeah, because I think I think Daniel Bryan, honestly, even he got over, you know, he they they made him a heel at times. He's one of those. He's kind of one of those like you make him a heel, it doesn't really matter. Everyone still loves him anyway, you know. I actually think he's better as a heel. I do too. But this is I the mean, most, most beloved dude. Most we've, are. The most beloved dude we've had since two thousand three, John Cena. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. He's not wrestling right now, so I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like it's a like I think it would be interesting to see how he does as a heel authority figure, as opposed to you know what I mean. Like as opposed to what he's been doing anyway, a heel authority figure might be fun because we haven't seen him do it before. At the very least, here's here's the issue, and this is Rance quote unquote attacking the fans again. Here's the issue with the fan. Yeah. No, but here, but just hear me out. The fans have made it to where Daniel Bryan will never, ever be able to do anything else other than be a face. They've ruined that for him because they have convinced themselves he, was, he wasn't he was pushed. They convinced themselves he was under-pushed. They convinced themselves after all of that that he was de-pushed. And now they convinced themselves that he should be wrestling even though he's been – the, the, the uh, doctor told him he can't wrestle for his safety, right? So all of these things – as they feel right. about Brian, and through it all, Brian organically became the most loved guy in the company. Austin level pops, right? Um, which he sure, earned. Yeah. Man's amazing, great dude, great wrestler, great person, all of it. No negative things to say about the dude. But the fans have uh, convinced themselves of all these neg- negative aspects of the company involving Brian that. They'll never allow him to be a real character. When I mean a real character, I mean a real character on any show, on any medium, should have the full license to do the best thing and the best uh, thing for that character considering the show. And if the best thing for Daniel Bryan considering SmackDown is for him to turn heel as an authority figure, then he should do that. But they won't let him. So I don't think he's turning heel. I think we're going to have a swerve. I think Orton is going to turn or Nakamura. Somebody, something's going to happen. But I don't see this being this cut and dry. Maybe Shane some so, kind of way. You know how WWE does. It does do something that doesn't really make much sense. Maybe Shane's like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was just messing with y'all. I really hate Randy Orton because Randy beat my, beat my daddy up before you did or something like that. I don't know. I just can't see them turning. Oh, I've actually thought, I've thought this. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Shane be the one to make the turn, uh, because one, he's a McMahon. It's in their blood to be shitbags, and two, it would almost be like the perfect crime, you know, like somehow Shane got around to seeing what Zane and Owens were getting at, and now those are his boys. Those are his lackeys to run roughshod, make sure Daniel Bryan doesn't get the the peace or whatever that he wants. Cause he's Mr. You know, you know how he is. And then, you know what I mean? Like that would make, that would make so it would be kind little of, sense. kind of lame. Cause I think so little. Yeah. Sense. Well, cause one, everyone's also tired of McMahon's being heel. Authority why Shane was the first one, so it's like, always a face, a good guy. Yeah, exactly. So there's, you know, there's Daniel Bryan as a heel makes sense. We'll let it be. Uh, and so I'm still going to hope that that's what they do. 
but I don't know if they will or not. And I, I don't think, and that's the thing, like you said, I don't, it's almost like Zane and Owens, like they are heels and they get booed, but they almost like, to me, they still get booed ironically because like Zane and Owens are still Zane and Owens are over as shit. If tomorrow the heel Sami Zayn came out and won the championship from AJ Styles, I still think he'd get a pretty big pop. You well, know what I mean? So that's, you know my you know my philosophy that heel and face is not prevalent anymore. It is all character. Right. It is all it's all uh, shades of gray. You pick who you want to cheer for. You choose who you don't. Sure. Uh, because if we're completely and utterly honest. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are the faces of this feud. Because they have done nothing Hell yeah, wrong. They are. I know. That's I know. the beauty. All they did was choose not to fight a right. war. No, no. You know Look, what I mean? Go further like, yeah. back. All Sami chose to do was to not let a man try to kill his best friend. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so trust yeah. me, I agree with that. But as WWE is, is apt to do, they're going to present that in a manner. It's almost it's a, it's a um it's a viewer's choice, Absolutely. like you said. It's a conundrum that we have we to choose. work with. It's like it, I go, I go back to the um, the Enzo Rusev thing. I went back to a million oh, years yeah, ago that you hated um, when Enzo was hitting on Lana, and everybody was like, "Enzo's the good guy here." Rusev I'm like, no, was the good guy. no, he's not. Rusev is defending his wife's honor. Although, you know, later on, they for like. You're defending your wife's honor. Why did you lure Enzo into a hotel room to beat his ass? But you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. in the beginning, I was like, in what world? You know, so they they put that on you as a fan, which I kind of like, you know, because they're putting it on you to make that decision. It's almost like your own morality decision and where you fall. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Zane and Owens are the good guys here. And if we had Caleb on right now, he'd totally be caping for Zane and Owens. And oh, you know this. And, okay, you know, this would have been the very first um, thing we talked about. <laughs> knowing Caleb because it involves Sami Zayn. Um, yeah. I think we all... Is it even possible that they'll run the fire angle? The fired angle? Um, well, if if uh, the internet has anything to do with it, if they do, it'd be dumb because Sami yeah. Zayn apparently has been announced as someone who's going to be in this mixed challenge yeah, but thing. They so, also, but they also said that it was only going to be six women and six men, but Kurt Angle announced eight men today. So, so much could be changed. But how hilarious would it be? Well, it's, it's the whole, that's the whole thing, card subject absolutely. to change. That is the literal thing. Which that, is probably you know, why, if you look at it from a, from a creative standpoint, why they put Sammy on there. Because he's still signed to the company right now. Maybe it'll change next week. Yeah. But how hilarious would it be to try I to actually, see Kevin and Sammy yeah, keep on. trying to sneak into the arena every, every week? That'd be kind of fun. Yes, I actually would be perfectly fine with them running the fire angle with them because I feel like I've, we've seen the fire angle many times, but I feel like Zayn and Owens, once again, have proven that they can damn near pull anything off together. Those guys are golden together. And I, I mean, everything they've done since teaming up has just been great. It's so over the top. It, it's almost like the. Um, it's a little bit like how it is with Jason Jordan on Raw and how over yeah, the top it is. Like, it's just to the point of ridiculous. Like, that's how it gets with them. The yep movement and the, the Zane dancing and the kid, like Owens kissing Zane on the head and stuff. Just all the that yep shit. Movement is hilarious. It's so the over yep the yep movement is hilarious. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, we need to finish this up, man. But I uh, wanted to end this with one thing that I uh, – Saw on Twitter somebody, I don't remember who it was that was posting this, but they were asking people to describe 
the year in WWE in one word. Um, and with this being probably our last regular show of the year, I thought it'd be pretty cool to, for us to do that. And I'm kind of glad Caleb isn't here for this because I know it'd be very, very negative. And with us, it won't be just negative for the sake of being negative. So I'm going to go with you. How would you describe the year in WWE in one word? In one word, um, I had the word from the moment you told me we were going to do this. Uh, I'm a little afraid to say it, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, inconsistent is my word for WWE for the year. Um, as I, I'm a, I love the WWE. Uh, this is what I watch. I don't get, I don't watch a ton of wrestling. You guys know that. I, I typically watch WWE, but I, I know that to, for me, when I feel like wrestling is being inconsistent, I start doing things like I'm currently doing, which is skimming through the shows and kind of watching things that catch my eye. Uh, what I typically do now is I watch the promos, um, backstage segments. And if there's like a, a match that I heard was really good, or if there's a match that I would want to watch personally, I'll actually go through it or, you know, look for the certain spots or whatever. Um, but inconsistent is the word. And I, I think a lot of it just, you know, I'll give them credit for this. Um, they've made it, they've made the universal title a really big deal. Uh, and I've, I've got to give him credit for that. Even though Brock isn't there that much, that's kind of why it's a big deal. Um, they've made the Intercontinental Championship, I think, a really big deal uh, by putting it on Miz and letting him run with it for a while there. Um, they've done a lot of good yeah. things. But the inconsistency come, for me comes from just – it feels like sometimes they cave too much to pressure – I don't really like that. I, I, a lot of it comes like part of this is more current in my head with the whole thing that happened with Survivor Series. And everybody can jump on me, whatever. You know, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, they had a great match. It was the better match choice than gender. But it felt it felt so hot-shotted just because of the pressure, I think. Um, you know, they've had issues with someone like Bray Wyatt who's had a real tough year. I mean, he won a title, he won the world title and then the feud with Randy Orton which was started out so awesome just completely like it went from like amazing and then by the time 2017 rolled around and you're still doing this to just right down the It the was tube. amazing and then they, they had they just, to wrestle. It failed. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, I mean, they had to the yeah. bell had to ring as they say, right? Like inconsistent man i mean they have they've had issues with nakamura i mean i don't even like when he first showed up i was happy but like you said they kind of oversaturated it's not, it it's not their fault they have to um, he's on the main roster that's the beef of the main sure, roster yeah, yeah yeah absolutely oversaturated sure. but it's just things like that like just things that you really were like kind of looking forward to i thought um and i don't know how people will feel like this i thought too much Alexa Bliss, and while that's a consistency in itself, I thought that they were so focused on making sure that she was shown as this, you know, whatever she is, and she's really popular, but they just never really wanted to go anywhere yeah. else. The the women's division, man, was such a, a circle. It was just they kept going in circles, and while that's consistency – it's bad. I, I think you know what I'm saying. Like it's, that they push Alexa and more that they wouldn't push anybody else with her. Right. Yeah. I mean, once again, we talk about Braun Strowman, right? What about Nia Jax? Yeah. 
You know, she's someone I feel like probably could have won the women's title by now. Probably should have. Yeah, but, I um, mean, I get where they're trying to tell with her. I, I do, I do get that, but sure. But I mean, it's just been to me. It's been kind of an inconsistent year. Some they've been some really. There's been some really good uh, shows this year, but there's also been some shows that were kind of. Eh. I mean, I didn't think Money in the Bank, which I went to live and probably have a little bit higher of opinion of. I didn't think it was Money all in the great. Bank was ruined the you know second I mean? Tyler like, Bate and Pete Dunn had their match. No, that's backlash. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't remember. I don't even remember backlash. I remember gender winning, but Tyler Baden and Pete Dunn was so good that. But yeah, my bad. Yeah. No, but you're fine. I mean, but some of it, like, it's just it felt like um, I, they're not directionless. I'm not saying that. It just felt like they were real was off. inconsistent with what they were trying to do and keeping me engaged like sure. I normally would be. Uh, that that's where I would go with WWE, and that doesn't mean that I'm giving up on them or that I'm not going to watch them or whatever. As far as you know, we know that it's coming time. Wrestling when Royal Rumble season, you know, when that starts picking up. We're into the thick of the oh, good yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, January hits. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about you? That was a that was a good answer. Uh, that was a way to be critical yet understanding. My word is. That's that's me in the middle. Always in the Always. middle. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna use the word long. Everything seemed long at WWE this year, from a literal standpoint. Right. Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and then an hour of uh, 205 Live. Like TV, and I watch everything. So for me to say that, like, it, yeah, that's long. Every every big four pay per view is four hours now. WrestleMania is five, six if you count pre shows. You know long and again i don't have a problem with that but that's a lot for people but storylines were long like the usos and the new day are still feuding you know what i'm saying they had to blow off in a hell of a cell and they got another match this sunday so feuds ran long um the whole endless five on five uh, i mean five uh fatal five ways every month for like four months with the SmackDown women and all of the uh, continuous tag matches with the Raw women, you know it's just here's one, here's one who who trashed Breezango's office. And we finally getting the uh, we just got uh, the the answer to that officially Tuesday. They finally admitted it was the Bludgeon right. Brothers and it's yeah. Bludgeon Brothers versus Breezango at. Clash of Champions, but absolutely. Yeah, how long did that shit go on? Right? They moved you know away from the storyline and the sisters like, hey, by the way, someone jumped y'all. Uh, uh, but but long. Um, I appreciate the fact that Vince looks at WWE not like a wrestling company, but like an entertainment magnate. They liken themselves instead of more instead of liking themselves to New Japan and Ring of Honor, they liken themselves to Disney and to Fox. I respect that because in the to an extent they are because they have so much different media. They're not just wrestling. They have T V shows, they have movies, they have a music group, they they have their own streaming network. They do so many different things. So I appreciate that. But from the wrestling standpoint, uh, you have so much content, and I, look, I'm, I believe that the reason there's so much content is because they don't expect you to watch it all. I don't. They don't expect you to watch it all. They don't expect the same person watching no. Total Divas to watch Two or Five Live. There's no way. 
They don't expect you to watch it all. They expect you to pick what you want to watch and wa- enjoy what you watch, right? But I do, I, no, I, no. I, I can, I'm completely understanding that it is a bit overwhelming for people. And I think that is the biggest takeaway from the year, that things were just so long. Um, and I don't know that that'll change. And I don't know if it should from my personal standpoint, but for a lot of other fans, I get that they want it. I, look, if I pay my money to go see a supercar at WrestleMania, I expect to be there six hours. I, I, when, we, when we got to, we went to Dallas, we got there at what, one thirty? Yeah. I, this is what I expected to do, you know? Royal Rumble. When we went to Royal Rumble, I took a, I I mean, took, I took a quick 20-minute nap during Rich Wine and Neville. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm with you. And I think, you know, I was to your point, you know, for me – the length can be doesn't bother me that much because I'm very, very, very like tight with what I watch. I don't watch a lot of the network stuff. If there's a specific special I want to watch, I'll carve the time out to watch it. I watch Raw and SmackDown. I watch pay per view, but I skim through Raw and SmackDown. Um, you know what I mean? I watch an entire pay per view, but sometimes I lose interest if it's just a match I've never really cared about. I don't watch a lot of the network show shows. I don't watch Total Divas. You tripping on um, that? Total Divas is awesome. The paper. Well, I have nothing against it. I just haven't ever gotten really watched it. Uh, you know, I'm sure if I turned it on, I might like it. But um, like you said, long is a really good word, man, because for people in this day and age, especially with the short attention spans, it's hard to keep everybody interested for a three-hour show. I mean, but like you said, it's also a variety. Like they got to have something for everyone now because they, they want it, they're trying to expand – Sure. Reach. You have your mainstream shows that run SmackDown. You, know, you have your niche shows with NXT and 205 Live. You have your TV TV shows with uh, Total Divas and Total Bellas and the thing they're doing with that. You have your movies. And not only are they just doing movies involving wrestling, but they had like some really good regular movies this year. What was the movie with the black dude? Um, the the uh, superhero movie? That got great reviews. You know? And the Bruce Lee movie right. that just came out with, which I'll never watch ever in the history of TV, but it's there, you know. And then they're making money with the with the music, even though, sorry, Jim Johnston, love you, brother, but keep your head up. But they, re- I understand why Vince looks at himself as a mogul, because he's doing mogul shit. It ain't just wrestling. He is, and what I, I, I think what's hap- what you're seeing is, I think what who it's affected the most is probably the the more hardcore I, wrestling. I wouldn't fan say I wouldn't say that because else. they're still getting the content they want. It affects the twin, the the tweener fan, the twinge right. fan, the fan that's on the fence. You know what I'm saying? It's affecting them more than anybody because they're already feeling a certain way about the product because oh, well, it's not catered to me. Well, no, because it's catered to millions of people. They're the ones that's being attacked. Right. I the type of fan I am the diehard fan I am, if Raw is, what, three hours is 180 minutes? If 30 minutes of 180 minutes is catered to me, I'm fine because it's entertainment. Every every episode of The Walking Dead, right. I don't have to like to enjoy the show. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm wired different. I don't need everything to be about me. I understand that there's a story being told and certain aspects of the story aren't going to affect me. Have you, you're married. 
it's it's very rare to find it's very rare to find a show from start to finish where you're going to love every subplot or every story. I can I can think of probably two shows I've ever watched where I enjoyed them from start to finish. And I'm yeah. not going to name them, but I, but I I can I can think of two. You tease. Go ahead. Let, let me. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to name them, but I can think of very few. And Raw would not be one of them, right? I've never gone through an yeah. entire Raw, really, at least not in recent memory, and been like, yeah, Absolutely. the whole thing was awesome. Like, that's, let, let, me married so, let me flip it for my married friends. Let me flip it for my married friends, right? You're married. Has your wife ever told you a story? And you know women have to tell every single detail of the story, right? And That doesn't sound like... Is that not, that's not Sally? No. <laughs> okay. Never. Well, you're married to a completely different human being. Because most women I know... I'm lying. Oh, that's you did I'm a very good job of being sarcastic because I believed you. Um, <laughs> right? Thank but you. when they're t- when she's telling you that story, probably 10% of that you needed to know or cared about. Right? But you had to yeah. hear the whole thing. Yeah. Don't anybody tell her you heard this, Oh, no. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I... This never. We never talked about this. Um, I'm gonna text her as soon as we get off the call. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I think long and inconsistent are two very accurate words. Um, WWE wasn't trash. Um, WWE wasn't garbage. WWE nah. wasn't. Uh, nah. You know, terrible. You know, and if that's what you really felt, then more power to you. You are completely entitled to your opinion. I would just like your opinion to be objective. And if it's really objective, then you know what? I accept it and I understand it because it isn't for everybody. Um, but as we end this year. Well, I would, I would say this real quick because I just, before you finish it off here, if that is your opinion, garbage trash, I'm not going to tell you to stop watching because I've learned Ooh, a long time ago that. I shouldn't say that kind of that's, thing. That's worse than saying rest of the face. But what I, will say, what, I, what I would do and what I would do, and I would love to hear from anybody who listens to this, what I would love you to tell me is if you feel like WWE was garbage, just answer me this. I don't want you to stop watching. I'm not going to tell you you should. Just tell me why you still do. That's a great question. Do yes. that for me. Yeah. Just do that for me and let's talk about it. I'm down to have this conversation like a normal human being. I'm not a child. We can have this conversation. I would love to have it with anyone who wants to have it. Um, I'm just curious because that that's something to me. That's like the – the great mystery to me is like, if I don't like something, I'm turning it off. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me. I do it all the time. And this is a great example real quick before you run off. I live in Arkansas. Okay. And if you are a, if you know anything about college football, you'll know that the Arkansas Razorbacks recently changed coaches um, on the football team. Uh, so that was a whole deal for like a month there where they were talking about who's going to be the new coach, maybe three weeks. And so, Obviously, sports radio goes on and on and on about this. But you're in Arkansas. There's not much else to talk about. And some guys – no, it's not. But you've got guys like on certain radio shows, it'll be the same callers that call in over and over and over. And there is a specific guy that comes on a specific show literally every day. And when he gets on there, all he does is yell and scream, and it's annoying as shit. And the first thing I do – is change the radio station. The second I hear his voice, I change the radio station. It's so easy to me. Like, and that's why I wonder if something is terrible and if it's garbage and that's how you feel. 
just someone tell me why you still choose to watch. I just want to know that answer. Just if someone wants to have that conversation with me, please have it with me. Well, That's all I'm going to say. Tell me this, Carl. How would they have that conversation with you? Where can they find you at? Uh, you can have that conversation with me uh, mostly for, eh, only on Twitter at K-E-R-V-I-N-S-M-C. Um, you can follow me. I wish you would. You can hit me up in my mention. You can slide Whoa. in the DMs if you are male or female. Oh, yeah. equal opportunity, baby. I'm open. No big deal. That's right. Um, and we can have that conversation. I'm always open to it. So that's where you're going to find me. And I'm on there quite a bit. I probably tweet more than anybody of Absolutely. the three of us, really. Maybe not as much as Caleb. I don't know. But I think I probably do. So um, interact with me, guys. I'm always down to talk wrestling. I like to do it. Uh, it we'll, I'm not going to be a dick to you. So you don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's that's. Let me really give the fun. rundown. Um, first and foremost, again, we're missing our uh, our third uh, leg of the of the group. Uh, Caleb's not here. You can follow Caleb at SMC underscore Cal B. Uh, Caleb is an interesting follow. So yeah, give that man a follow. You can uh, follow the podcast at S- at the SMC podcast. Uh, you can also email us at the SMC podcast at gmail.com. Something got we've had this since we started the podcast. We just never mentioned it, but yeah, email us, man. We'll email it. We'll email you back with any email we get. We'll email you back. We're, we're good with that. Um, don't forget to follow social suplex at social suplex. Follow keeping the strong style. Our new Japan show at KI strong style. Follow our Scottish uh, show, uh, Ricky and Clive at Ricky and Clive. Follow the big brother and the flagship One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Um, you can find uh, you can find all of the podcasts, and you can listen to us through uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple Music, all anywhere you get your podcast from. How at us, Social Suplex Podcast Network. Man, listen, subscribe, like. Give us the good old Kenny Omega six star if you can. There's no six star, so give us five. But you know, uh, yeah, man, we're trying to give you. <laughs> also, and one thing we never we never say we never say this, but if you enjoyed it, even if you didn't, or if you thought it was garbage and you want someone to know, like guys, listen to this garbage. Absolutely. Share it if you can. Please. If you thought, tell people about it. We're trying to we're trying to do something here. We want people to hear us. You know. Uh, and we do it because one, we love wrestling, but two, you know, I mean, we don't want to, we don't want nobody to listen to us. We're not trying to yeah. talk to ourselves for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So Absolutely. And look, we're very accessible. And if you like us, great. If you hate us, cool too. We're, we're cool enough to where we'll respond. You know, we just want you to listen, man. We're really trying to, uh, build this social suplex thing. Uh, this podcast network, you know, we have some really great content between all four of our shows and possibly more coming. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are working hard to put this stuff out. Um, and one thing me and me and Rance here haven't mentioned is that Rance may have mentioned it. I, I don't I don't remember. But um, we both plan to start also putting out some of our own yes. writing content for Social Suplex in the near future, probably the start of the year. Uh, so be on the lookout for that too. We're not just gonna just be a voice. We want to be uh, someone you can read if you want. That's where you know us from. That's, um, that's where we initially got our names. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Exactly. So we'll step back into that arena a little bit. So there's all kinds of ways, guys. And I, I know there's a lot of different podcasts you can listen to out there. And we're hoping to make you part of your yes. playlist. It's um, what is uh, I know we're running along here, but there's an, uh, a beer called Goose Island Brewery. And they, they say, we don't want to be the only beer you drink. We want to be the yeah. best beer you drink. Right. So we're not we're not telling you to be. You know, we don't want to be the only podcast you listen to, but we definitely want to be up there with someone you want to listen to. Yeah. We want to be the best. So that's what and we're striving Tell for. us what we can do to continue to be the best. Please, let us know. Uh, what we can do to continue. <laughs> I can tell you. Oh. Damn it. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, last but not least, man, follow me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. I promise you, I'm going to start tweeting more often. Uh, I just have this. No, I I want to. My problem is I have very, very uh, distinct and sometimes volatile opinions, and I just don't want all the backlash all the time. So it's just easier to stay quiet. But I'm going to start tweeting again. I guarantee you this. If you if you hit me up, I will hit you back. I promise you that. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, the next time you hear us, it should be uh, our end-of-year award show. We also have a special... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.